0: Hello and welcome to the End of the World Book Club, a podcast about apocalyptic and dystopian fiction hosted by me, Sana. I've loved stories that center around the end of the world ever since I read my very first post-nuclear utopian book as a kid and... Yes, that was a children's book, and it absolutely blew my mind, and I've pretty much never looked back. But there is so much that I haven't explored yet, so on this podcast, I'm hoping that you will join me in discovering sci-fi classics, and reading climate fiction, and also just diving headfirst into the huge realm of speculative fiction, all held together by the theme of the end of the world, and what might come after it. So while we're getting to know each other in this first episode, I want to tell you a little bit about me. Don't let the accent throw you off. I am originally from the Netherlands and I currently live just outside of London. You're able to find me everywhere else on the internet as books and quills. And I've been an online creator since, let's say, the dawn of YouTube. I'm also the author of a book club journal and I work in the publishing industry. Previously, I worked in-house. But for the last five years, I've been a freelancer in the publishing industry. A lot of the guests on this podcast will not be sci-fi experts per se because I really want to demystify some of the classics and just create a place where you can just let your curiosity be free and don't worry about feeling like you don't know enough about the topic to join in with the conversation or to think about it. So hopefully this will be a place for you to get some great book recommendations, have deeper discussions and maybe pick something up that in the past you might've felt too intimidated by. I had absolutely no doubts what the very first episode of the End of the World Book Club should be about. And if you know me personally, I feel like this will also be no surprise. Today, I want to talk about Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mundell. Lots of people read Station Eleven during the pandemic and that is one of the other reasons why it felt right. To start with this book, I can guarantee that this book will be making a return in many conversations in future episodes, which I can also say because some of those have already been recorded. And in this episode, I also have some voice clips from readers and friends about their experience with the book as well. And in case you're listening and you have not read Station Eleven yet, I'm so excited that... I get to make this introduction. Station Eleven was published in 2014, and it follows a group of traveling musicians and actors who call themselves the Traveling Symphony. It is set 20 years after a pandemic. The pandemic is called the Georgia flu, and it wipes out 99% of the population. The book starts with a performance of King Lear, where the lead actor Arthur Leander dies from a heart attack while on stage. And this is also the night that the Georgia flu starts breaking out in the city. And 20 years in the future, the Travelling Symphony starts hearing rumours about a cult leader called the Prophet, who is starting to have more and more influence in the area. And trouble begins when they find a young stowaway in one of their caravans. And to set the tone, here is a paragraph from Chapter 6. An incomplete list. No more diving into pools of chlorinated water lit green from below. No more ball games played out under floodlights. No more porch lights with moths fluttering on summer nights. No more trains running under the surface of cities on the dazzling powers of the electric third rail. No more cities. No more films, except rarely, except with a generator drowning out half the dialogue. And only then, for the first little while, until the fuel for the generator ran out. My copy of Station Eleven is the original US hardback, at least I think it is. I bought it quite closely to its publication date. I must have seen the US cover first and decided to order that in. The cover has a starry night with some tents lit up beneath it. I love the layout of the text on the cover and it also has an image of two crossed knives as a sort of icon. At the bottom, the finish, Of the cover I don't know if you can hear this it's quite gritty which I love and it has those sort of unfinished deckled edges I absolutely love this copy I am obsessed with it I've always read pandemic novels and watched disaster movies and they've weirdly brought me calm somehow. I looked back at my documentation of what I read during those first months of COVID and I didn't actually reread Station Eleven at the time but I did read some other apocalyptic books. I finished the book The Water Cure on March 15th and during some of the lockdowns I read Severance and The Death of Grass which will both be making an appearance in this series but I read those in the last months of 2020 and I don't think I did that much reading at all during those first weeks. However, I did buy a lot of apocalyptic books as a distraction. I'm quite lucky that I've documented so much of my reading online. So I was able to go back and track Station Eleven through the years. So I think the year after it came out, I showed it in a video where I mentioned I had bought it. Then it showed up a few times in videos where, you know, I was talking about books I was very excited about that were at the top of my to-read list that I had really high expectations for. And then finally, there is a video in which I have read it and reviewed it. So the first time I read it was in 2017. And I, at the time, only gave it four stars. And I would like to go back and revise that, please. I would like to make it five out of five. Things that stood out to me at the time were the cult, aspect. I've always loved cult books and it is one of the big threats in this book. Back then and on my reread I've been fascinated by The conversations people have about how silly some aspects of their lives before the virus were. So silliness of business talk, looping back, touching base, the last thing that a businessman said on his phone before all of this happened. And back then and now, I still am not that keen on the actual Station Eleven bits of the book. One of the aspects of the book is that there is a character who has written a graphic novel called Station Eleven. There's only a few copies of it and then the main character of the book has a copy of that. She's had it since she was a child and she has it in the after times and she's quite obsessed with it and reads it over and over again and some paragraphs from that graphic novel and some ideas from that graphic novel are interwoven into this book. I guess they are quite poetic and have a nice visual but I've very much not clicked with it. And then I think the final thing I noted was that I loved the omniscient narrator. I always enjoyed that as sort of this idea of the person knowing what's to come. So after doing some digging on my past experience of the book, I got out a pen this time and I read Station Eleven again. Don't worry, there won't be any spoilers in this episode. Now reading it as compared to 2017 I was reading it with such a different experience and one of the things about this book that I always want to make sure that I you know explain to someone when I recommend this book is that something about this book is hopeful and it sounds so weird to say that but I think you know just amongst all the readers that read this book I think a lot of them do find this hopeful. One of the most brilliant things about Station Eleven is the switching of the perspectives and the pacing. There's always action or reflection and every page is beautiful. Like to me this feels like a masterpiece. You just get enough time to settle with a character or a group or a space in time and then you move on but you know that you'll return to them and every person is interesting and there is some like mundane day-to-day stuff in there but even that is interesting. You're with them before and during and after and I think the way that this story is crafted is what makes it so special very very early on in the book like within the first 20 pages you're very aware that there is a pandemic breaking out and um one of the thoughts that Jeeves one of the characters has really really stood out this time after having experienced covid he's on public transportation and he thinks had any of them come from the airport he was aware of all of them breathing around him quite relatable I would say. The 20 year time jump that you get is like the perfect amount. It is long enough to build a new world. It is short enough that some of the people still remember the before times. And you get to that 20 years after point after 37 pages already. And it just goes you know 20 years after the end of air travel and then you know you do return back and forth. Everything in This book is connected. You've got Shakespeare and the Black Death, the graphic novel Station Eleven that runs through everything, and then the career and life of the actor Arthur Leander, who is the one that dies in the first chapter. Another great quote to put in here. I feel like sometimes with this book, you need to throw out the quotes, and then if that speaks to you, then you know that this book is for you. Plague closed the theatres again and again, death flickering over the landscape. And now in a twilight once more lit by candles, the age of electricity having come and gone, Titania turns to face her fairy king. Which is a quote that takes place during one of the Shakespearean performances of the Travelling Symphony. There's also a brilliant quote later on um, that is one of the characters saying, sure, but in what other life? Should I get to perform Shakespeare? There's a lot of questions being asked in this book. You know, do we need to teach kids about the past if something like this has happened? Is it more helpful for them to just know the new world? And I was also quite fascinated by one of the characters in the symphony wanting to write their own play to perform instead of just doing Shakespeare. And it really made me think about how current authors are handling the existence of COVID. A lot of them are setting books in the 90s and the 2000s and maybe some of that is to avoid modern technology but I can't see that many authors specifically trying to set their book during this COVID period. I feel like most of them will probably just ignore it. While Covid was sort of at its height there were so many discussions about oh what is the the big Covid novel going to be and I think a lot of authors actually went to historic novels instead and medieval settings and just wanted to stay away from this as far as possible. Maybe some of the few Covid novels we're going to have are actually novels that were written before when maybe it didn't feel like this was so real and in the end I think Station Eleven is about humanity and how being human will always remain the same no matter what happens. I hadn't actually looked up that many interviews with Emily and John Mandel before. I sort of kept it a bit of a mystery but then for this episode I wanted to have a deeper look and one of my favorite things that I found out is that the pandemic in Station Eleven is sort of incidental because she wanted to write A book that was set in a post-technological world. So again, it's that, you know, how can you write a book without having to deal with technology? And so she said, well, it just meant I had to end the world. And she says that a lot of it was around how local your world would become again if society broke down and if there was no internet. I've always been a little bit obsessed with documenting. So I loved the scene where someone after, you know, a decade and a half or two decades starts up a newspaper again, an advertisement in that newspaper. I mean, obviously, it's extremely local, but he interviews people, including the main character. Uh, And one of the advertisements in the newspaper is that there is a library looking for books in exchange for wine. They also encounter someone who is, like, using a bicycle to try and, like, get some electricity and find the internet again. A lot of the question of the book as well is about what gives you purpose? What would you do after the end of the world when everything is so local and so community-based? Like how would you slot yourself into that society? For this episode, I wanted to ask some of my friends and other readers what their experience was with Station Eleven during lockdown, whether they purposefully avoided it or whether it was the perfect time for them to read it. The first clip is from Lena Norms, who recorded it on her walk home after dropping me off
1: at a train station. So even though I loved Station Eleven, I didn't read it during the pandemic. I didn't go back and reread it just because I thought it might be a bit too on the nose. (laughs) I actually don't know how this is going to go. So I don't know if this book is going to make me feel worse. So instead, first I turned to The Drowned World by J.G. Ballard, which is a classic dystopian book and it did comfort me because it's about characters who um are completely like they have the rug pulled from under them (laughs) in their lives um it's about london being underwater it's it's a very sinister and kind of like uncomfortably colonial book that i don't i didn't really like it but it was an interesting part of history and it reminded me that people have been thinking about the end of the world or big disasters for a long time. And I also reread The Hunger Games, which again was weirdly comforting because it, again, it was about characters whose lives were being steered by external forces that they weren't quite in control of and them having their own little personal goals and their personal plans no longer mattered and who they really were was about like how they responded to their situation not about some like grand design of how their life should be so i definitely find dystopian books comforting during the pandemic but station 11 i'm i'm still glad i didn't read it it's such an interesting response sort of going even I guess, more
0: dramatic in your apocalypse during COVID rather than going for something that is similar like Station Eleven, even though that is also way more dramatic. And I just wanted to let you know as well that Lena will be a guest on a future episode of this podcast, and I will be making an appearance on her climate book podcast, No Books on a Dead Planet. So definitely subscribe to that one as well if you aren't already. Obviously, there's a huge overlap between climate fiction and apocalyptic so, I'm really excited for you to hear our conversation. Then, the next voice clip is from Maya, who I'm actually in a book club with.
2: Hi, Sana. Thanks for um, doing a podcast episode about this because I think it's really interesting. I read Station 11 for the first time in May 2020, so really early on in the pandemic. And I think everything was still feeling pretty scary at that point. And when I think back, I think the motivation for me reading it was kind of that I felt that it would be such a unique reading experience that I kind of hoped I would never have the chance to do again. So in in the sense that I kind of hoped hoped that I wouldn't be living through another pandemic. So I kind of took the opportunity. I think one of the other reasons was that I just was also kind of looking for i guess like an understanding of what might be happening and what might happen um it felt like such as we know unprecedented times which of course we got really sick of hearing that it felt like there was no like template for how us as humans were gonna interact with this event and it and so i basically went to the place that I go to when I go through difficult stuff which is to books I started reading it then and I think in the first few chapters when kind of things are getting really scary at the beginning of station 11 I was like have I made a massive error (laughs) because that felt very scary and I think at that point in the pandemic we also didn't know huge amounts still um and obviously the situation in that book is is significantly worse than kind of what ended up happening with COVID even though COVID was awful the the virus in station 11 was pretty like catastrophic for the human population but then actually I think the elements of like how art comes through in the story in station 11 and how that continues to tie humanity together um, was actually really beautiful and really hopeful and it kind of gave me a lot of yeah a lot of hope from, and hope and comfort I guess in what felt like a really uncertain time and it also just I guess it helped me to see the events of the pandemic through a lens of okay well this is an opportunity for humans to come together and and that's kind of what was happening in in the book as well kind of towards the end of the book you obviously see like different characters living out their post-pandemic life that in as well it was really nice in that they're you know for the characters there was a there was a future um and that felt really comforting to me as well so yeah it was a really interesting reading experience very very unique felt a very you know art imitating life kind of situation but that's kind of what I was looking for I think so actually I'm really I'm really pleased that I did read it then um and yeah I think it is a very different reading experience to if I'd read it at any other time in my life. So yeah, I'm um, really pleased that I decided to do that. But I'm really interested to hear what other people think as well and what their experiences were.
0: Loved that clip from Maya. I think she perfectly encapsulated like the two reasons that people might've read Station Eleven during a pandemic. That weirdly sort of like, oh, now's my chance to read this while I'm experiencing it, which again, feels like a weird thing to say, but I totally understand. I did watch the movie Contagion during one of the lockdowns. Don't know if I'd recommend that. Then I have some clips from readers who are sort of in the middle of reading it right now. So they didn't read it during the pandemic and they explain some of their reasons why. So the first clip is from
3: Neve. Hi Sana, my name is Neve. Um, I am so happy that you're making this podcast. It's like my dream podcast, so thank you so much for coming out with this. So my thoughts on Station Eleven are I'm currently 80% of the way through on my Kindle, and I really don't want to finish it because I'm loving it so much. I love how each of the experiences that you read about and each of the characters are like a microcosm that add up to the main, the whole narrative. It's like a commentary on society, and oh, I just love it. I wouldn't say it scares me too much, and I think maybe the cynic in me thinks that The airport in the story might have been more carnage than the story makes out. It seems like everything goes really well and it's a bit utopic there. And I was like, this is probably not what I would expect to happen. There also isn't enough, in my opinion, (laughs) kind of violence. Um like most apocalyptic movies depict quite a lot of violence and looting and things like that and I feel like that would be maybe again the cynic in me more likely. I don't really understand the pertinence of the station 11 part yet. Um, I know there's obviously a graphic novel within the narrative and I don't really know how that feeds into the full narrative yet but then I haven't finished the uh, book yet. Okay thank you bye.
2: Hi so uh, station 11 I didn't read it during the pandemic because I didn't have access to it, I didn't even know it existed until I saw one of your videos, I think. I was immediately intrigued by it, but it took a while for me to have access to it. I had it first, but I didn't love the cover, so I waited to be in uh, Canada, which I am now, to have the American slash uh, Canadian uh, book cover like yours I am really 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 loving it but I am happy I am reading it after the pandemic I, I don't think it would have been good for my mental health at that time
0: thanks bye thank you Louise and Neve, for sending in those clips then I also have a clip from Sarah Jean who is an author and will be appearing on a future episode of the podcast as well and in that episode we're actually going to be talking about apocalyptic books for people who hate reading like scary and sad books that will be a very interesting discussion but let's hear sarah jean's clip i may
2: be just about the least qualified person in the world to be sending in a voice memo for this because i did not read Station Eleven for a very specific reason, which is that it was too intense for me. I could not read about pandemics during a pandemic. It is the year of our Lord, 2023. I've just, just started watching the television show, and while it is excellent, it also keeps me up for about an extra hour when I'm trying to
0: go to sleep at night because, you know, Panic. Then I also have a comment that I'll read out from Evie, who said, I first read Station 11 in 2017 and loved it deeply. Then, for a class I was taking for my master's in 2021, I did a project involving it and so reread it during the pandemic. It was a unique experience, and my favorite things about it are also why and how I'd recommend it to people. It's such a beautiful exploration of the importance of love and friendship, and most importantly, art, in times where it's difficult to connect. It gave me more feelings of hope than anything else, and because it doesn't focus much on the actual sickness, wasn't too hard to read during an actual pandemic. And more practically, it's as accessible as literary gets, so it's a perfect transition read for young people wanting to explore beyond YA. Thanks for the recommendation back in 2017. And then finally, I have a beautiful clip from author and YouTuber and good friend, Jen Campbell.
4: I think what I love most about Station Eleven is the discussion on performance and how meta that all becomes. Because we open with the performance of King Lear, which is a play about a divided kingdom. And then it turns into a book about asking questions about what type of person we would be at the end of the world what roles would we play in the rebuilding of a society? It's talking about the performative nature of humanity. When the rules are gone, when the script is scrapped, what will you choose to live your life by? And I think there are so many quotes in King Lear that you could pull that would just be applicable to Station Eleven throughout. This is one of them. It's about how people will use any excuse to try and get away with terrible behaviour, which is what a lot of people do in this book. They say, I'm like this because the world is terrible. It's from a character called Edmund, and he says that this is the excellent foppery of the world, that when we are sick in fortune, often the surfeit of our own behaviour, we make guilty of our disasters, the sun, the moon and the stars... As if we were villains by necessity, fools by heavenly compulsion, knaves, thieves and treacherous by spherical predominance, drunkards, liars and adulterers by an enforced obedience of planetary influence and all that we are evil in by a divine thrusting on, which is obviously not true. And I love how a lot of people at the end of the world decide that they're going to channel their performative nature into trying to reincarnate old plays that they love old art forms trying to find the beauty in things that they've lost.
0: In this episode, I haven't really explored any of the Shakespearean stuff in the book that much. And I feel like that could be a whole thing on its own. This is a book that makes you want to dive further and write essays and do research. And I think Jen's clip really illustrates that as well. And then I want to share a final thought from Lily on Instagram, who says, one line from the book, survival is insufficient became the mantra that got me through lockdowns, and I now have it on a necklace. It's such a life-affirming book, and I adore it. Lots to think about. Hopefully, if you have read Station Eleven before, this was a nice way to revisit it. And if you haven't read it yet, I highly recommend you do. If you haven't read Emily St. John Mandel's most recent book, Sea of Tranquility, that is another fantastic option. It's actually a book that takes place in lots of different Places in Time, and one of them centers around an author who is going on a book tour. She's written an apocalyptic book, and then a pandemic breaks out while she is on book tour. It's a small part of the book. It's set way more into the future, that part at least, so I feel like it could feel a little bit more removed if you want to ease yourself into it. If you have read Station Eleven, this is a brilliant conversation with it, so definitely check that out. This season, we're also reading a proper book club book together, and it is Severance by Ling Ma. It is another amazing pandemic novel, and it has a lot in common with Station Eleven, actually. So if that is something that you'd like to join, this is your very early warning, because we'll be discussing it during the eighth and last episode of the season. If you'd like to be featured in the episode, you can send in voice clips to... End of the world book Club Pod at gmail.com and it'll be in the episode notes as well uh, and I'll make sure to add some more reminders in future episodes as well it can be a favorite quote it can be your least favorite parts questions thoughts everything is welcome don't worry about sending in a perfect clip I would just love to hear what you think thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time you'll find all the books and anything else we mentioned in this episode in the episode notes this podcast is produced and edited by me, Sanne Hart. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the podcast, you can rate and review the End of the World Book Club on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, or of course you can share it with a friend who you think might enjoy it. You can also find us on Patreon, where you'll get bonus episodes, extra recommendations, and we sometimes watch disaster movies together.